0: Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome back to the Cool Stuff Jimmy Gets from Mexico podcast. I am uh, recording here in Michigan. Uh, My last uh, episode was I was on the road, on the way. Everything set going down to Old Mexico, making great time. Everything's running smooth until everything wasn't. Uh, About, what, day two, um... I made the Texas border, and right as I uh, entered Texas, I noticed my car starting to overheat. And I said, well, you know, it has been a 14-hour day. Maybe I'm just, maybe uh, old Minimus Prime here just needs a break. And I was getting tired, so I stopped. Um, And in the morning, I checked my levels, as I do every time before I uh, get moving for the day. And, man, I was down like almost a gallon of coolant. And that's uh was like, no. Now I always say I'm I'm no car guy, but uh I'm slowly becoming a uh two thousand eight uh Chrysler Town and Country three point eight guy. Um and I do know enough that uh when you start going through coolant um uh, with no visible leaks, that could be the uh signs of a of a head gasket. Leak, crack, fissure. So uh, I uh, filled up the the, the radiator. Um, I got this funnel that you put on there to get all the, the air out. As as I learned, uh, air air pockets in the uh, cooling system uh, is problematic. So, anyways, um, as I was uh, filling the system and letting it run, it started bubbling up brown, which led me to believe that there is uh, motor oil in. My cooling system, which you know, further led me to believe that I had a crack in my head gasket. Um, with that, those two uh, uh, things going on at the same time, I just, uh, I just called the trip, man. I called it. I said, you know what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna venture into Mexico. Uh, talked to my uh, mechanic buddies. Uh, told them what I was doing. They said, yeah, that's probably it. You know, it's it's probably a slow a slow leak. You know, it's, it's probably a small, little, little hairline crack or something. So, I called the trip. I just uh, literally, uh, instead of heading south, I just headed back north. Um, every time I gassed up, I would check my fluids. I would add coolant and motor oil as needed. Uh, it just started getting worse and worse, and I did make it. I did make it back to Michigan. You know what? Two days later. So I just took a, a four-day uh, road trip to nowhere basically just to Texas and back uh which sucks so um i'm sure some folks were like oh you could probably just just watch it just just baby it you'll be all right but listen you know at this point i can speak from experience the last thing you want to do is be broken down on the mexican highway man because i've i've broken down plenty at this point um and it's not not something that I mean, I want to do number one. You know, the 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 differences, the cultural differences, and of of infra. I don't, I don't even know if you want to call it cultural, just the infrastructural differences. You know, cultural is a separate aspect I can I can talk a bit about. But as far as the infrastructure differences, you know, it's a good thing this happened to me on the United States side because as I you know told folks i'm like you know there's a rest stop and an auto zone at every exit on the highway you know um your gps works your uh you can uh, google a place every place is listed you know if you need a part if you need a you know uh, a, a radiator cap anything you can you can google that and it'll tell you where to find it nearby it is that is not the case in mexico so um i just headed back man be uh I didn't want to risk it, like I said I've been broke down all over, and there's three places you could basically break down. You could break down you know in town uh uh on the highway uh or it, you know in the middle of nowhere and i've I've done all three when you know when you break down in town, it's a little easier because everything's close by you know you could you could get towed to the mechanic shop that your buddy knows because they do good work over there, they can do it right or you know. The only challenge there, well, one of the challenges there, which I was surprised, is that uh, those streets in town are not, they're designed, I mean, first off, you need to understand, Mexico's 500 and something years old. You know, the United States, what are we, half that, two, 270 something? I don't know, last, last time I counted or paid attention. So these 500-year-old streets, they are better suited for horses and carriages, not for a vehicle towing another vehicle. So it presented a challenge to drag that to strap that uh, uh, vehicle up, and then to find a route to get where you gotta go that you can make the the turns. You could turn left, you could turn right, hauling a vehicle because it's it's uh, it's rough. I mean, the city's not planned out for that. One Um, number two, if you break down, you know, on the highway, um, that happened to me. I uh, was driving along uh, a. A semi-truck in front of me had a tire blowout it was a bit ways in front of me to where I saw the tire chunks blow out but I'm hauling my trailer I'm driving I can't really take evasive action you know I kind of try to sway out of the big chunks but a chunk of tire went under and you know you hear kind of run under the underside of your vehicle you're like oh shit and a little bit later I start overheating I pull over the best I can because the shoulders I mean in the United States you get a flat you can pull over Chances are you got enough room on that shoulder to move your vehicle, have your four wheels on asphalt or concrete and enough clearance for you to change a tire without hanging out into the, into the freeway. And man, I took that for granted because I I moved over as much as I could and I was still sticking out into the, the lane, um, i was after a hill luckily i was far enough after a hill to when folks got to the top of the hill they look forward and they can see me it's not like surprise i'm here on the other side of this hill so uh, what happened was uh that chunk of tire just uh, kind of popped up and whacked a, a cut a little nick in coolant line and luckily for me what i've you know found as i start to work on my own vehicle really for the first time ever like i'm no car guy i've never uh you know i got no problem saying that um I'm learning, though, that a lot of the uh, plumbing uh, uh, knowledge kind of overlaps because, I mean, ultimately it's a lot of houses, a lot of housing, gaskets, tubes, everything needs to be, you know, watertight, liquid tight, coolant tight, oil tight, you know, everything's, you know, so a lot of things overlap. And the benefit with auto parts is uh, nothing's been underwater for 40 years, which helps. You know, these 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 uh, bolts turn and I'm like, oh, look at that. Um Anyway, so uh, I was able to fix this little nick in the, in the hose by just cutting that piece off, moving it over, you know, and then luckily, uh, I, at that point, had the wherewithal to carry, I carry four gallons of coolant with me. So I was able to refill and, and burp my system with my handy-dandy little funnel thing. You get it, you know, AutoZone for, you know, 30 bucks, 20 bucks. And I was on my way. Uh, that's on the highway. And then when you're in the middle of nowhere, I did break down in the middle of nowhere. I was with my family. Um, it only rains. I was in Zacatecas. And you know, it only first off, it, it only rains for a couple weeks out of the year in Mexico. Most of Mexico, at least. So there I was in central Mexico. Well, well the, the, the southern part of the northern region. It's the middle, man. And uh, I'm driving along. And there, before this uh, uh, state cop checkpoint, there is a speed bump. And this speed bump has been dripped oil on all year so all that paint that like caution paint was uh black and it just blended right in to the to the asphalt and i didn't see it so it was too late i kind of bounced up and i hit the brakes and bounced down and that's what broke the trailer so that was in the middle of nowhere, and luckily i had a signal to call my buddy my compadre the the godfather to my youngest daughter Hey man, I broke down. I broke the trailer down. It's all bent. I sent him pictures. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send my manager in my car for your wife and kids. I'm gonna send you uh, the flatbed with three guys. They're gonna load up your, you know, your your 12 containers. Uh, they'll bring it here, and then you just limp that thing back. You know, going, you know, 10 kilometers per hour, meaning real slow, and just get here, and we'll fix it. And I mentioned that we, you know, so that was a benefit of of just having resources. But breaking down in the middle of literally nowhere, like all directions you can see. And that's where the danger comes. Um, The dangerous aspect of driving the Mexican highways is the desolus, is the, the, you know, the lack of traffic. You know, I drove, what, four days to Texas and back and never was there, was I the only one out there for an hour, for two hours. Never do I pull over and nobody passes. You know, but that's, especially in a lot of the communities that I frequent, that's the reality that, that I deal with. And understanding that, having a, a newfound appreciation, you know, ever since my my robbery attempt that they uh, tried to get me, I, I just, I'm i just playing it safe, man. You know, and the last thing I wanted to do was trying to, uh, you know, men together, put a bandaid on a, on a worsening head gasket issue while I'm in, you know, Espanita, Tlaxcala, you know, in Southern Mexico. That's, that's just not what I wanted to deal with. So I just called it and it's just upsetting, you know, number one, cause I wanted to go number two, because, you know, that's the business and baby needs a new pair of shoes. You know what I mean? Uh, and number three, and I'd say probably the biggest thing that i that's such a bummer is the communities and the artisans that we were going to, 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 to visit um, I mean, those folks really look forward to us coming, um, as they're well aware of the benefits that, that come with receiving us and our, our purchasing power. And I mean, to say, Hey, I, I can't make it when I was already on the way. It was just, uh, you know, it's upsetting to them. No hard feelings. They understand, you know, cause if you say, Oh yeah, I got a vehicle issue. Oh no, no, no. They know right away. You, you don't, yeah, it's, it's an impossibility. Not even, don't even think about trying to come down here if your vehicle's not tip-top, because they know, they know what I learned, which is driving the Mexican highways is not like driving the American ones, you know, um, as I mentioned, it's the desolate it's the, it's the, the solitude of, of the trip, it's, uh, the, the booby traps and things that, that lie out there, um, and, you know, unfortunately, as, as I always, you know, preface with is not to speak ill of Mexico or it's people or it's artisans or it's you know customs or culture and, 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 but there's there's uh, there's crime out there man there's uh, some crime and there are it's a whole industry as far as you know highway robbery in all its forms and then every aspect that highway robbery you know uh, uh, will attract you know um, and it's a different it's a different world at night time you know um everybody given the realities of the desolates and there's not a lot of uh interstate commerce in the especially in the 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 more um in the more isolated communities um there's not a lot going to and from, and that just creates a lot of opportunities for uh the bad guys. To really set things up, I mean, especially with the advent of uh, cellular phones, you know, they can call ahead, see you coming, you know. In certain instances, there's uh, just uh, uh, lookouts. You'll be at a, putting your toll, you know, at an unmanned toll booth, just entering your pesos inside the, uh, in the little toll booth, and there's just a kid, a kid standing there, not asking for nothing, a young person just not asking for no money, just sitting there, seeing who comes in, who comes out, you know, and I mean, I'm just going over here, and, uh, you know, just uh, uh, looking harmless, so, you know, them kids are looking for, you know, the the big cars with the big wheels, and I I am not trying to fit that description, because it does, it's not what, you know, the cops are going to think, is a lot of things are based here in the United States, oh, what's a cop going to think? It's What's the most you know the low information kid gonna think about me if they see me? So that's an aspect of my low profile I keep down there as I travel all over the place, you know. So as I said the, the pros of the Mexican highway are definitely the Mexican truckers. They uh, they know what they're doing, man. They that's uh, that of course that's their livelihood. But uh, they're, they're, a, they're, a, they're a rough bunch, man, as far as the truckers go. Um, they present their own challenges as, you know, here in the United States, if your load isn't stra- secured properly, you know, you, you, you can get a ticket. There's hefty fines for companies. You know, they got regulated hours that they operate. But uh, down there in Mexico, man, I mean, the truckers got to get the stuff from point A to point B and get as much as they can quickly as they can. So you'll just see the most precarious stacks of just vehicles, over, just uh, s- piled up. You know, looks like it's twenty feet high and just tied together with some rope of whatever—sugar cane or some uh, b- uh, bags of of, of grain or, or, or anything. Just just stacked up really high. Just you know, it's starting to tip and lean over. You'll be driving. You'll you'll go past some of these. Uh, vehicles that flip over because they're just not loaded. They're just overloaded and not loaded properly. And it's a, a lot of those things. The vehicles aren't maintained really good. So they're having tire blowouts. I was affected by that. And then the uh, there's a, a whole market. Uh, how should I put it? Um, you know, these guys got to drive a lot. So in order to stay up, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, just bluntly saying, there's a lot of, you know, cocaine use, you know, among the truckers. That's the, uh, that's kind of the given. Um, uh, so with that comes, you know, there's a whole industry built around that, just guys to, just to keep guys awake. And wherever there's, you know, I know from my experience in the bar business when I was younger, I mean, wherever there's one thing, there's the other and the other and the other. So it's a whole, especially when the sun goes down, man. I uh, I got held up in a, at a sale. I was uh, packing stuff, and I ended up on the highway. It was late. It was dark. I didn't get home till around one in the morning. It was it was a bad idea, but I couldn't I couldn't stop. I couldn't pull over. There was no rest stop. There, I just had to just get where I was going. And I pulled into a, a gas station. Um, Mexican gas stations are all uh, full service. You don't pump the gas. But uh you can go to the Oxo, the the, the little Mexican seven eleven, um OXXO, the OXO. Uh and man, as you go there, you're just there's just it's you're just offer. it's like its own open air market of everything. You need you need a little you need to stay awake, you know, you, you need uh you know, just anything. I, I tell folks it reminds me of uh From Dusk Till Dawn. You know, just there's there's just people out there. There's music. There's, there's food. It's like a bar. There's, you know, of course, drugs, there's, you know, prostitutes. There's, there's, you know, and then there's the overseeing eye of all that. And it's just nowhere. I don't want to be, I don't want to draw any attention. So I avoid that at all, at all costs. It's, it's just rough. I mean, but you know, the truckers, they're, uh, that's their element. They, they know how to handle it. They know how to, you know, it's like, uh, those Westerns when you go into the bar and, You know they're they know each other. They know they know what they're doing. I just try to stay out of it. Um, You know, once you get on on those radars, you you can't escape it. You just you can't escape it, and I'm I'm well aware of that. So I just steer clear. You know, for my own safety, it's just uh, not something. You know, I want to be involved in. So that's that's the 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 nighttime dangers you know the the the, desolous, the the darkness the lack of infrastructure the lack of of police response the inability for the uh, these uh, law enforcement or, or even the military now uh, due to the the, uh, the the drug wars going on they're they're everywhere the National Guard the army the marines uh, they're everywhere they are driving around um, now it took some getting used to to see just fully armed, you know, the squads of, of of military, you know, driving around in these trucks and these big ass machine guns, you know, it's it was that was an I remember when that started to happen a couple years back, you started to see that for the first time, at least in Zacatecas. Um and it was it was definitely a uh a shock to the system to say, wow it's 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 really getting bad. Um so the national response, the political response to the these issues I'm speaking as well. They just you know set up checkpoints. We'll just you know set up a checkpoint here, checkpoint there. The the state cops will do this. The the national guard will do that. The the military will do that. And in my experience, uh, that uh, that's just been, I guess, more problematic than anything else. At least for me, as a, a foreign businessman, you know, doing doing business down there. I I tell people the people who have robbed me the most have been the cops. And that's just an aspect. Look, if you can't stomach that, if you can't get your head around that, you might not want to go, you know, cause it's not going to be just, you know, you and your indignation. That's going to change this whole thing. Because like I says, you can, you could pitch a fit, you know, and, and not, not pay or, or, you know, have some ego driven, you know, response that's going to be on YouTube that you're going to upload. But you're just a phone call or a text away from having a bigger problem, you know, 20 minutes down the road. You know, and then what then who are you going to call? What's going to happen? You know, you you run over a bunch of bent nails laid out, you know, your your uh Mexican spike strips or you know, someone throws a rock at you from an overpass or something just because you weren't willing to play ball cuz that's that's the kind of thing that happens. So the checkpoints. Listen, the best way I found to go about it uh, is to do exactly what I've been instructed to do. What has been suggested to me is like, look, don't be a jerk. Just you know, play along, play the game. You know, this is how it's done here, and it'll be just fine. And I found that a lot of it is just based on my my own perception, my own perspective of the matter. You know, if I focus on going down there to. Uh, uh, assist people in need that's not just limited to the artisans that's not just limited to you know the 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 people at the corner juggling or selling things at the at the gas station or wiping your windshield for a couple pesos i mean it's you know you go down there with like look i'm i'm here to 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 contribute to what's going on here so I just look at, in order to, for things to sit well with me, my mental trick is I just treat the checkpoints like any other toll booth, you know? Um, one thing, it, it always is, uh, the more personable I've found that uh, the they are with you, um, that that's the, indica- the more likely that there's going to be an ask. You know, sometimes you go there, where you're going, what you're doing? What do you do? You got the papers for this vehicle? Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Or step out. They look, look here, look, look there. And then you're on your way. It's when you pull up to like, Hey, how you doing? Reaching, you know, leaning in your window, reaching in to shake your hand. How are things going? Oh, that's great. Oh, well, where are you headed to? The more, more personable type interaction that the ask is coming. And I had to learn about the ask. You know, and this is, you know, primarily state cops. And they explained to me, no, and I had to learn. They said, no, we call those Las Cocas. I'm like, what? The Yeah, the the, the Cokes, the Coca-Colas, the Cokes. Because, like a dummy, you know, um, I, I'll say it, I was unaware of, I did not know what I did not know. And I'm going down there and uh guy, you know, had a checkpoint. he guy comes up to the car, roll the window down. He's like, hey, how you doing? I went, you know, where are you going? Like, oh I'm doing alright, I'm heading over here. He's like, Oh where are you coming from? I'm like, Oh, I'm uh Orikenario from the United States. I'm I'm from the United States. I'm I'm doing business here, I'm going over. Oh, and he looks in, he says, Oh, you you drink a lot of Diet Pepsi's, huh? And of course, because I had some empties and, and I had my cooler uh there and I'm like, Yeah he's like, Hey, would uh would you would you care to invite us for some Coca Cola's? And I was like, Coca, I only have you know, Diet Pepsis he's like no 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 for some Coca-Colas I'm like yeah I, I only have Diet Pepsis he's like no 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 would you care to loan us some money so we can go buy some Coca-Colas you know with a little straighter face than he started I was like oh I okay Um, how much do Coca-Colas cost he's like just 100 pesos which is 5 bucks and I'm like Okay, so, uh, sure, yeah, so I pull out 100 pesos, and uh, he's like, no, 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 low, 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 bajito, bajito, you know, know, pass it low, so I just kind of slip it to him, he's like, all right, you have a great day, I'm like, "Uh, okay, and that sucked, and I uh, talked to my people, I look, man, that's how it is, especially on the highway where you're going, and you're better off just paying, because you don't want no problems, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a cultural difference. That's true. I did learn how, how much is the going rate. It's a hundred pesos. That's the going rate. It's not going to be a thousand. It's not be you know because they're they're not trying. There's a balance that everybody's trying to strike there, you know, and they're not trying to overdo it. What I did learn is I keep a hundred pesos in each pocket because you don't want to pull out you know a thousand pesos, which is what fifty bucks, and be like oh well, hey uh, since you got it out so I keep. That little pocket in your thing there's a hundred pesos in there. there's a hundred pesos in my both pockets in the front and a hundred pesos in both pockets in the back. so I haven't run into a problem that five that I would need five hundred pesos um like I said, the more personal personable they are, the more jovial and they're hey, hello, how you doing? You know you can expect to ask only one time did I get a guy that just was not cool, man, just screaming in my face, getting all red, yelling, telling me he can. You know, uh, tow my car away. Tow, just all kinds of just unpleasant stuff, dude. And it was just really unnecessary. That sucked, you know. But that's an aspect you gotta you gotta be you gotta come to terms with if you want to do business down in Mexico. And that's mostly, like I said, the state cops. The military seems fine. The National Guard seems fine. I did have a national guardsman uh, uh I guess he's the head dude sergeant lieutenant I don't know how how it goes but he was definitely the boss calling the shows just everybody's moving my boxes out and around and he said uh do you have a uh, a flashlight and I'm like uh no I mean I just have the flashlight on my phone do you need to do you need to see in the trailer He said, no 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 I need a I need a flashlight a flashlight for my work it took me a second because, of course, I'm stupid, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I don't have a flashlight now, but you know, tal vez para la otra, para la próxima vez. You know, for the next time. Next, next, next time, we'll, you know, for the." He's like, "Okay," because he knows. Look, if I'm coming back and forth, I will very most likely run into him again. So, what I do have, in the same spirit of a hundred pesos in my little pocket, a hundred pesos in each pocket. I got one of those little military-looking mag lights, you know, along with the little leather case, along with the batteries. Just, that's in my boogie bag that I, you know, grab up the, the, my essentials when I'm on the road trip. I got that, too, because there might be a day I will run into this guy on the highway, and just to make matters go smoothly. You know, as as they say, he's like, listen, hey, how you doing? Well, where are you? How, it's a nice day today. Where are you going? How, where, what do you do for a living? Oh, that's interesting. Listen. I'm gonna have to detain you. I'm sorry. I'm like, okay. I'm gonna have to put your vehicle up on that lift over there. We're gonna have to unload all your 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 merchandise and your cargo. Uh it'll it this is gonna take a couple hours. And I'm like, Well, okay, I mean we've gotta do what we gotta do. That's that's fine with me. However, if you were to invite us for out for some refreshments, maybe we can we can get things done a little quicker here and i'm like ah, oh, sure i mean how, sure how, how many out there are you how many refreshments do we need he's like oh just 200 vessels would be fine i'm like hey 10 bucks later i'm on my way and like i said if you can't deal with that do not do it and i am not going down there to rock the boat to get all belligerent to get all this is my first amendment right this is my you know they ain't trying to hear that down there in the middle of nowhere and uh, it's not recommendable that that anyone actually do that. So, and I don't recommend to anybody that you make waves. Just look, keep a low profile, go about your business. You know, you'll be all right. There's a no, another type of checkpoint is uh, people. You have the military, the cops, and then you'll have people. Uh, and what I mean by that is you'll be driving along the highway and then all of a sudden you'll see a guy waving, you know, a, a flag of some sort, uh, a, a rag, a, a towel, a shirt, whatever. And then you'll see a hundred more people standing in the middle of the road. And they're taking up, stopping traffic to take up donations for whatever, uh, for uh, because they're impoverished, because uh, a highway was built circumventing their community and they have no access to any type of interstate commerce anymore or or whatever but uh, you'll have a hundred people you know just standing there and hey uh, we're just taking up a, a a collection for the uh the suffering and, and poor of, of the community and i've seen guys get out of the way beep, 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 blah, blah, blah. yeah and then the rocks and sticks start flying you know everybody starts whistling and hollering and it's just it's it's a mess so look yeah i i definitely i would love to donate you know 10 pesos here you go and and uh, he's good he he. and then everybody parts like the red sea you just you know drive on through um there's been student organizations and i'll talk to them i'll ask them I'm like you know hey we're, we're we're taking up a collection i'm like oh hey i'm not from here what, what are you collecting for and you know, there's a spokesperson usually, and they'll explain. The government took a, there was a payment for this uh subsidy that da da da, da and, they, and they they took it away, or they're trying to. And we're, you know, as a protest, we're doing okay. Well, hey, here you go, and okay, hey, have a have a great, you go on your way. You know, there's there's all kinds of things. You know, uh then there's the the little hustles at at the gas station. You park, you go and use the bathroom, and you come out, and the guy's saying, "I wash your window, wash your windshield." You know, and he with his hand out. Bro, I didn't ask you. I didn't see you. He waits for you to park. You go in, then he jumps out, scrubs your windshield real quick. I, I, I uh yeah, I, I washed your windshield. I'm like, oh, well, I always say thank you, and I give, you know, five to ten pesos. Because, like I said, you don't want, you know, a phone call on your way out to the guy up the street. Tosses a rock. Lord knows I shit my windshield this last time around you know that was a 200 problem so if i can just you know ensure the consider it an insurance policy your nomadic mexican car insurance you know uh rider it's just just yay look it's in the spirit of giving why not i keep you know my two cup holder compartment there in the console on the right side is my american coins the left side is my Mexican coins. So when I need to grab just a couple, just grab a, a little pinch, a couple coins, whatever's in there, 10, 15 pistols, 7, whatever, that's enough. That's enough. And just keep it moving, man. Just stay safe. Just keep it moving. Just, that's that's the thing. You ain't down there to change, a, you know, to challenge the status quo or anything, but, you know, get that, get that out of the way and continue to move on is, is the way I see it. You know, by far the biggest concern i've i've heard about as i from from friends and family as i uh as i go about you know uh, traveling um in mexico uh is the uh of course the human trafficking um concerns the kidnapping um that is an established industry in mexico uh typically in my experience i found that's more of a uh an in-house beef thing you know um, known individuals uh, uh, in in the communities are more at risk. Uh, people with established businesses, families, you know, um, it uh, takes a lot of balls to kidnap an American. I tell you that. So, um, understanding that, I uh, it gives me a little more uh, comfort, a little more solace, and as I as I move around, because um, I mean, you just don't. Th- these organizations, these these individuals, these groups of people operating, you know, in that realm, the last thing they want to do is is bring in the United States State Department in the mix, you know, or those kind of resources. So, um, it it tends to be more of a, uh, of a of a Mexican national thing versus a uh, a, a foreign national, you know, in Mexico. Uh, there is something called uh, they call it in English "Kidnap Express." No, El Kidnap Express, which is uh, they'll jump out of the car, grab you up, you know, put you in there. You know, it's typically at gunpoint or knife point. I mean, really, you know, and in a country where they don't have a a, a right to bear arms, you know, as, you know, our, our, you know, gun culture here in the United States, you know, it's it's a lot of sitting ducks. So uh, anyways, you're forcing the car and then they drive you around and say, "Okay, call someone to send us. A thousand pesos, small amounts. You know, not you know a million dollars. No, they're like you know, just give us a thousand pesos. Give us you know a hundred, you know, two hundred dollars are is basically the 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 equivalent, and that's all facilitated. You know, here in the United States, we make movies about you know the, the ransom. How are you gonna get the money? You know, I'm recalled. Was that is if it was ransom where they have the guy, you know, they got him with the recording and they jump in the pool and leave a, a duffel bag here and do this and all this jumping through hoops to actually have money exchange hands? The problem in Mexico is that overnight the Mexican 7 Eleven became the third largest financial institution in the entire country. And what I mean by that is OXO, which is the Mexican 7 Eleven, it's like 7 Eleven plus uh, the liquor store plus. Uh, uh what what else is is there uh, the gas station you know plus the Starbucks all in one so there's literally an Oxo almost on every corner you know sometimes two on a block and it's a large chain that you know in efforts to uh provide uh Mexicans with uh, f- uh more formal banking they started taking deposits for your bank account with the various Mexican banks. So you can go in there, deposit to this account, right? And uh, uh, you don't need to go to the bank, you know, with the banking hours. And so unfortunately, what's that meant is that's facilitated the the money movement in the same way that kind of cash app and uh, Venmo and all our pay apps, PayPal, those kind of revolutionized like online purchasing this particular uh, uh, additional service, kind of just facilitated, you know, human trafficking, which is an unintended consequence because the technology was there, but the the response infrastructure wasn't. So you get these crooked people with, you know, crooked organizations that will bribe a, 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 a bank person, you know, to just open an account with, you know, cover their tracks with no, you know, get a debit card and so you could just, you know, tell your family member, go put a thousand pesos to this account right now or we'll kill you. You know, so I go to the Auxo, you know, at the end of the block and deposit to this account It's withdrawn. The account's closed and that's it. You know, so that's uh, unintended uh, consequence of some technological advances as far as money transfers go. And that's why I saw this meme or maybe not meme. It's, you know, I guess it is a meme. Just uh, just a picture circulating on Facebook that said the longest highway. And it stretched from, you know, the tip of of Alaska all the way down through west coast of Canada, west coast U.S., all throughout west coast of Mexico, you know, Central America and west coast of South America, all the way down to the tippy top of, of South America, way down to the bottom. It's the longest highway ever. And I'm saying, oh, we should do it. I totally have my only understanding of road trips is based on my American perspectives. And I believe that it's totally fine and we should do it. It'll be fun. Not knowing that that highway stretches through the most war-torn, isolated, desolate communities where there are active, do-not-travel advisories from the U.S. State Department throughout the West Coast of Mexico. Narco-failed, failed failed narco-states. Literally, and I do not recommend anybody going through. When it, it's Colima, Michoacan, there's just it's Sonora. Like the way it's a lot of, just a lot of some really rough terrain, where the, you do not have a signal. There's a, there's a stretch, on my way to Zacatecas. There's a stretch, and everybody knows it. And I'm going in, so I'll, I'll call you when I'm on the other side. And okay, make sure you do. And if you don't, you know, share your location. And if, you know, uh, yeah, so I could pick it up right when you get to the other side. There's a two-hour dead zone. The way the the mountains are shaped, the way the, the cell towers are positioned, the wh- whatever it is, everyone knows from this point to this point, there's two hours of nothing. So, okay, I'm going to, I gassed up and I'm, I'm going to, I'll call you when I'm on the other side. All right, make sure you do. And they'll wait for two hours. And if you forget to call your phone rings, are you, you are supposed to call us. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. I I just started spacing out in my car. No, because there are dead zones where there's no cell service. That's with my Mexican cell line. There's no internet. There's no, there's no nothing. And if you don't got people, you know, looking out for you, waiting for you, you know, uh, uh, it's like, uh, the, those NASA launches, you know, you're, you're out there doing it and you got people with the headsets you know at the desks waiting to hear back from me that's the way to do it and it's because of these these things that evolved to exist to just uh you know the criminal organizations will exploit these loopholes and it just makes it dangerous so i'm i'm really grateful to have people that can inform me on these things people that live there that that have their finger on the pulse of these uh happenings as as they need to for the benefit of their businesses the safety of their families they're like oh we're not taking this highway you know the 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 uh, whatever cartel shut it down so they're just shooting up any cars that go on that highway so if you want to go there you got to go to this town first and then come back this way you know you got to go around it and i'm like okay yeah we're not driving this highway over here we're not driving that highway over there and if you're going to go over here don't do that you know don't go go this way because i'll gps I'll scheme my uh, my locations, and then I'll send it to my friends. Like, hey, is this safe? They'll say, no, don't go th- don't go through this stretch, go around it over here. Google will tell you to do this. Don't go that way because Google's just telling you, hey, the quickest, most fuel efficient way, the most direct route. Not understanding or you know, Google can't understand or take into account conditions on the ground. Which, luckily for me, I'm blessed to have people that that uh, can keep me informed and are are really uh um interested and and concerned for me as i as I travel and, and want me you know, want to check up on me. And um as I said, I'm I'm really lucky to to have that kind of uh support and I you know constantly do everything I can to continue to be worthy of it and and, and grateful for it. So that's just a handful of, of and I could man, I could go on. I could talk forever about it, but there's a million aspects, you know. Today I wanted to discuss a little bit of some of the dangers specifically uh, of the Mexican highway and why it's 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 definitely a, a sobering um, uh, aspect of this business that I need to you know not take lightly. So if my car's acting up, I'm definitely gonna halt things till we get it right. So the uh, game plan is a brand new zero mile motor, uh, a Chrysler, uh, a genuine Chrysler. OEM zero mile motor new everything to not have any problems of the ones I've mentioned you know, at least the mechanical ones while I continue to do this business so I'm uh looking like the next uh it's looking like the next trip will be in the spring um I know that we're going to do all our Christmas shopping um I do have some items that we'll probably do while I'm uh while I'm here but uh, uh items in stock some Christmas items a couple live sales uh uh but in the meantime i'll be a plumbing fool uh raising capital because like i said this is a uh, there, there's a whole family that needs to uh eat off of my movements uh back to plumbing so i'll be a plumbing fool uh probably till april as i was this whole past week uh just gearing up for the next go-round and at that i mean hey little by little step by step I'm sure we'll get it right. So in the meantime, continue to like, continue to share. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, you'll hear from me next week. Cheers.